Remember those hot summer days when you just couldn't get cooled off? They called them dog days. A few ice cream sodas helped a little bit. And some days it got so hot you'd even pay money for a cold drink of water. Well, that's our story tonight on... Louise to Beaver. Starring Louise Gaspin and John Richardson as the co-host. Hey, hey, boys and girls and everything in between, it's me, Louise, and you're listening to Louise It to Beaver, with also my co-host. Hey, it's me, John. Hey, Louise. Hey, I have, hey. A, que- I have a question for you and our audience. Hmm. Water, anyone? <gasps> oh, ho, 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 ho. very clever. <laughs> Not really. It's the name of the episode. <laughs> Take a compliment, will ya? Okay, thanks, Louise. <laughs> uh, hey, how are you? I'm pretty great. I am really excited to be talking about this episode today. Me too. Yeah. There's lots to discuss. I feel like our experience with this show so far has been a real roller coaster ride. Started real high, dipped down real low at, at the haircut, and then here we are on the on a nice steep climb back up. I'm feeling good about it. I'm feeling really good about it. Uh, lots to love about this episode, mm-hmm. for sure. Let's just jump right in with the TV Guide breakdown. Yeah, TV Guide versus John and Louise. Okay, so TV Guide says, Beaver's plan, selling water during a water main shutdown. Okay. Somebody is sleeping on the creative job. Seriously. Well, you know, (laughs) there weren't that many shows back then. So it's like, I don't know. Just give them like a few words of the scrambled together of things that apply to this episode. Uh, Was TV Guide free? No. Was it a publication that got sent to your house free? No, you had to buy it? I mean, maybe in 1957, but I don't know. Because I'm thinking maybe if they make the breakdown of the show, the episode, as short as possible, it'll fill less pages and therefore cost less money. I will say this. uh, Having worked in television, I would be sometimes responsible for writing up episode descriptions to be sent to things like TV Guide or DirecTV, you know, for the listing. And did you have an eight word limit? No. (laughs) You know, it was like, keep it brief, but like punchy and fun, but like, that's nothing. My review would be, nobody's quite sure what communism is. (laughs) Nice. I totally agree. Mine was, uh, when the boys need to earn money for new baseball uniforms, they try to work for it. Beaver gets an insider information and becomes an entrepreneur. He becomes a mogul. That's right. He's, yeah. Um, it's, before we like break it down, I just want to say like Beaver was totally in the right to do what he did and good <laughs> for him for doing it. Yeah. I think he taught everyone else in the episode a little something about themselves. I think so. I think that's what he always seems to do. What a great guy, that guy. Yeah. And we get to meet my new favorite character, Tui. Oh, Tui is so great. I, just before we get there, um, <laughs> I want to comment. Do you know what Tui's, the actor who plays him, what his name is? Uh, if I could even speak. Oh, I looked it up, but I can't remember. It's Tiger. Right. His name is Tiger Fafara. Right. Or Fafara. Or What Fafara. a name. What a what name. A name. Tiger Fafara, and I'm sure we'll get to it later, but he's the older brother of another Leave it to Beaver actor. That we've already met? Nope, we haven't oh. met them yet, so I'll, we'll save it until we meet them. But Got it. I was looking it up, and, and Google was like, did you mean so-and-so? And I was like, I did not mean so-and-so, Google, Lion but I'll look into far. that. <laughs> that would be hilarious. You're on fire today. Moi? <laughs> uh, okay, so this episode, Water Anyone, aired on November 15th, 1957. We're recording this on November 20th, 2017. You know, we're only going to 
you know, catch that uh, lightning in a bottle just that one time of like recording or watching on the date that the the thing actually aired. But um, maybe I did watch this on the date that it aired because we were going to record several days ago. But then Maggie, my baby, got sick. I couldn't record. Mm hmm. Yeah. Maybe we did. Maybe lightning in a bottle is just, you know, coincidental instead of happening inside just a bottle. I I mean, yeah. I don't know what I'm saying. I need to learn to talk. That's OK. Uh, <laughs> OK, so let's break it down. Let's do it. OK, the episode starts. Scene one. Oh, pre-scene one. We have the little you know, monologue that Hugh Beaumont does. That's right. Kind of like teeing up the episode. And you know what they usually do is they'll have like maybe a shot from later in the episode. They'll have a shot from a past episode. In this case, they had uh, Beaver and Violet Rutherford uh, sharing a... um, Sodas, ice cream sodas. Ice cream soda. But they started with a shot of Beaver and Wally overacting, looking so hot. And thirsty with some strange dog. A dog that is not Captain Jack. We have never seen this dog before. And it's because Hugh Beaumont says the dog days of summer. But we've never seen this dog before. It is a gorgeous dog. Whose dog is this? We're going to find out. Will we? I hope. Or did they shoot that just for this intro? Hmm. I guess we'll find out as time slowly like, crawls on. I would have loved to have seen, like, you know, Beaver walking up to Tui's house or Chester's house and that dog walking by and Beaver being like, hey, Fido, <laughs> you know, just like explaining who that dog is. Yeah. That's what or I want to They could know. even have, I don't know, like a different, in a, a cardboard dog or one of those little dogs that's wooden that has the right. leather feet that come around and then yeah. you pull it and it's like you could have still said dog days of summer. I don't know. Or there was already a scene with a dog. Just use that footage. I don't know. All right. A scene beautiful one. dog, though. OK, scene one. By the way, From- by the way, if I'm not mistaken, this episode all takes place in one day. That is in question. In question. Yeah, I think that you're right, but I have a lot of questions about that. Does that have to do with wardrobe changes from Miss June Cleaver? It does. It also has to do with time of day and dialogue. Got it. For instance, they're on the back patio. This is scene one. Scene one. Right. Like in the living room, walking right. back out to the back patio. Ward is in a suit and tie. June is in her regular flair. I'll get to it in one second. But it leads me to believe it's been a work day because we've seen him in other clothes on a weekend. It, For instance, in The Black Eye, when he takes the Beave and Wally out to the garage, he's like in some a little less formal slacks and mm-hmm. a t-shirt but here he's in a suit already so if it's a saturday at like eight in the morning why is this guy in a suit yeah there are okay so the scene is about june telling ward that because it's gonna be cooler outside than inside because it's so hot out it's so hot in general i uh, they are going to, you know, eat outside, and that's like yeah, a special have thing. Dinner. She says we're going to have dinner. Did she say dinner, or did she say we're going to eat outside? I can't I remember we, that. I think we should go back, but I think that my notes specify dinner. What time is it? Which leads me to believe that she said, "Let's have dinner on the patio." Right. I. I don't remember her saying dinner. It's entirely possible that she did, but she just okay. said eat outside, and. Then then I'm kind of questioning exactly what's going on because, you know, Ward, I I don't know if he was wearing like a jacket and tie, but he was wearing a, like a work shirt, like a dress yeah. shirt and, you know, kind of unbuttoned a little bit and he was sweating. So what I was trying to figure out was if this all is one day, is it maybe a Sunday and they just got back from church? 
Oh, I like this. You know what? You're thinking. And then maybe she's setting the table for lunch. Hmm. I don't know. We're gonna. Ha- it's worth a rewatch for sure because this could be is worth an enjoyable, an enjoyable episode. And if you want to, if you haven't seen this episode, go to archive.org, search for "Leave It to Beaver," and you can stream it from there. Um, mm-hmm. It's also this show is also airing on a channel called Me TV. I have no idea who gets it, uh, but I think they do like two episodes every morning. Uh, I don't know what order they're on or what they're doing, but that's another way to watch the show. But to see this episode, go to archive.org, search for Leave It to Beaver, and you can find it there. Um, so June's yeah. first look. June's first look. It's a beep, 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 repeat. <gasps> what? Yeah. So June season one, episode seven, look one, was repeated in episode three, look two. It's a checked dress with small pleating on the chest, a matching belt, sling back heels, arm candy, earrings, uh, and a triple strand of pearls. Hmm. She looks good. It's a a perfect summer outfit. Although we just had had a holiday concert a few episodes ago. So I don't know where Mayfield is or why it's so hot. Where it exists in in time and space. Australia. Is that why it would be so hot in December? Do they ever? I'm sure they mentioned that they're in America. Well, there's the buses that go to American cities. Yeah. Oh God, it's so so bizarre. Um, so while June is wearing that, and Ward is wearing what he is wearing that we've already established, mm-hmm. uh, we they're setting the table. June hears a noise and asks, "Is that thunder?" And it Ward's sounds like, nothing I don't know. like thunder. It sounds nothing like thunder. Ward's like, "I don't know, maybe it's not thunder." Come on, Ward. Come on, June. Get it together. You've got two young boys. Two and two. I know. Uh, And then June says that she thinks the noise sounds like someone walking up the side of the house. And Ward goes, no, that only happens on New Year's Eve. What? I I can't wait for that episode. (gasps) Right? It would be so funny if they have like a New Year's episode and like Fred Rutherford's just like walking up the side of the house just being like, oh, hey, Ward. Or if they have like new magnetic moon boots or something and they are literally walking up the side of the house oh yeah (laughs) i love it uh so ward goes out the front door and sees wally throwing a baseball against the side of the house and catching it and beaver's just like watching on following the ball with his eyes Mm mm-hmm uh, mesmerized and Ward, you would expect him to be like, Wally, God damn it, what are you doing? <laughs> but instead, he's just like, Hey, Wally, I know that you don't care about like the house or anything, but don't you think that the house is gonna damage your baseball? Yeah, and he's like, Oh, yeah, this thing cost me like four, three dollars and ninety cents or something like that. They're always very specific about how many cents everything is. Well, it's funny that you said $3.90 because I wrote down how much the new baseball uniforms would be. Oh, $3.98. Was it $3.98? Yeah, he's throwing the ball against the house. And I'm not great at math, but it doesn't look like an angle that would constitute a fly ball because his excuse for doing it is that he's practicing catching fly balls because the boys are putting together a baseball team. Well, also, you have a little brother. Have him throw the ball up in the air. (laughs) He's just standing there. He's just standing there waiting for instructions. So, yeah, he says... uh, can I have the the money for the uniforms, Pops? Mm. And he says, uh, hey, how about you get that money another way? And he's like, gee, Dad, what kind of way? And he's like, for well, instance, well, he's like, work? Well, well, that's when Beaver is like, how are you supposed to get money if you don't get it from your dad? Nice. Yeah. I also noticed that the little like newspaper hook on the, on the front of the house said W. Cleaver. And I was like, hmm, interesting. Patriarchy. Got it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just a thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh and then uh Ward tells the boys or actually 
this is before that Ward tells them that they're going to be eating outside and Beaver goes, oh boy, I guess that means we don't have to wash up. And Ward goes, oh boy, I guess that means we do. And I was like, why does that mean you do? <laughs> I was like, Beaver has more sound logic than you do, Ward. This is bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I'm also thinking if they're being asked, I, I don't know. I guess to they've wash been outside. up for dinner, what time is it? What time is it? Yeah, I know. I couldn't figure it out. So the next <laughs> scene, Ward says, uh, not that we can hear him, but somewhere he's like, uh, why don't you just fix the lawn up? Because mm. the next scene takes place in the garage right. while he's tinkering with the lawnmower in can some I just, way. Can I just go backwards like 20 go seconds? Yep. Uh, when Ward mentions that he wants Wally to work for the money, did you see the overacting jaw dropping that Jerry Mathers does. He's like, (laughs) like an utter disbelief, just like jaw on the ground work for it. Anyway. And you got to also think like, what do these kids think of as work? Because they have a mom who does everything, a housekeeper that works with the mom and a dad that goes to an office. So I wonder if in that moment, the beef was like, I don't want to put on my suit and go to an office. Right. You know, you never know what's in that crazy kid's head. Although I'd love to see that. Me too. Yeah. The beef in a suit is quite a sight. It is. We've seen it inexplicably (laughs) at the end of Captain Jack. (laughs) Uh, So Beaver mentions, okay, so they're in the garage and Wally's getting ready to, oh, he's hooking up the attachment to the lawnmower. Right? I don't know what he's doing. I thought he was messing with a wheel, but it's a Oh, no. Pretty... I think he's clipping the, like, grass catcher onto the back of the lawnmower. Okay. okay. So, yeah, Beeve's, like, arguing with him while he's doing all this about, like, please, can't I be on the ball team? And I got my Wally's own mitt. like, no, you're too small. Yeah. And Wally is, like, he instantly feels bad. And he's, yeah. like, kind of good older brother there. And he's like... Well, if you can make enough money to get a uniform, I guess you can hang out with us. Yeah. I also thought how quickly we forget the brotherly love pact. Oh, yeah. Well, the pact has been tossed aside. (laughs) Yeah. It's been a week. Yeah. Um, So Ward then comes in and tells Beaver to stop bothering his brother. And then Beaver, now that he knows that he has an interest in making $3.98, asks how he can earn money. And Ward goes, by not bothering your brother. Which Beaver is completely in the right by saying like, great, give me some money and I'll stop bothering my brother because that's exactly what Ward said. Yeah. Ward is just like not using his words properly in this episode. No. Yeah. Um, And Beaver is catching it. Every single time. Because so he's just then, a smart cookie. Yeah. So Ward tells him to ask his mother what he can do to help. Yeah. And then he goes to. Oh, I love this. He goes, I'm going to go see what the other guys are up to. Yes. It's like, how do we get out of this scene and into the next one? Oh, yeah. just have him say, I'm going to go see what the other guys are up to. And the thing that. I don't know. I guess I thought this was weird from the a different episode, but he walks to the Andersons' house. Yet in a different episode, the Andersons like they drive, drive up. to pick him up. Yeah, I noticed that too. But he like they all live on the same block, I guess, because the Beeve walks there. He doesn't like get on his bike and ride over there. He just like saunters over there. Yeah. So they're at the the Anderson residence. Uh, Chester. Which, which by is, the way, yeah. We see Chester's father. That to me looks like the kind of guy who would call the barber and tell the barber what kind of haircut to give his kid. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Just saying. Listen to the last episode if that doesn't. Uh, yeah, the last last episode. Yeah. Okay. Last episode, if that doesn't make any sense to you. But he's like slowly, slowly, slowly weeding the lawn. And the beaver shows up and he says, hey, can I help? And he's like, no, (laughs) you can't. I also, I love the like camera move going up to the Anderson's house. It was very nice. You don't get a lot of camera movement on this show. 
What I also think is interesting about this episode in particular is like the parents are not at any time sitting with their feet up on an ottoman, sipping an iced tea, reading a newspaper. Mm -hmm. They're all very disgruntled about having to like put their kids to work. Like every single one of the parents is hovering over the kid. Yeah. Like just so angry that the kid accepted the challenge of I'll work for this money. Oh yeah. It's not like, oh, Ward was thinking I was going to have to mow the lawn today, but great. Wally's going to do it instead. Perfect. They're like all very disgruntled about it. They really are. And they're only paying them 25 cents an hour. Is that right? Mm hmm. Yeah. And all of the kids seem to be getting the same amount. It's the the parents must have called and the agreed upon amount. So, yeah. um, yeah, Chester is very, very slowly weeding. Uh, and he's going slow because he's getting paid by the hour. Mm-hmm. Smart cookie. Smart cookie. And then uh, Chester is going inside for a glass of water. Ooh, you know what I meant to do? I meant hmm. to watch this episode and count how many times they used the word water. That would have been a good tally. They did say it a lot. A lot. Anyway. Anyway. Um, that's kind of how this scene ends. And if I remember correctly, Chester's father is just like, again, going in for water. And he's like, I'm thirsty. It's hot out here. It's hot out here. Chester is kind of a brat. He's kind of a punk kid. Kind of, but I like him a lot better than Eddie so far. Well, and that's interesting that you mentioned because where's Eddie in this episode? Inexplicably not part of the baseball team. I know. That's super weird. I guess he's like a lover and not an athlete. I, I wonder if also just like they hadn't realized what they were, they haven't figured out what they were going to do with him or maybe he just wasn't available then. Um, yeah, he was like shooting another show. Who knows? But yeah, it just seemed like something that he would have been involved with. But, you know, I guess if You'd his absence think, means that we get Tui, I'm glad for it. Yeah. You also have to think it would have been so easy with all of the weird one-liners to like put him somewhere Uh, To just say, like, Mrs. Cleaver, you look nice today for whatever reason, Mm -hmm. because there's so many episodes. I I say so many episodes. This is the eighth one we've watched. But one of them where you have a day player that says two lines like, I saw those kids fighting by MacGyver's Field or whatever they say. MacGyver's Field. What was it? I don't know. Not MacGyver. (laughs) (laughs) i don't know that's amazing so we're back Uh, at the cleaver residence for the next scene and we're in the kitchen and the garage in the living room it's all very quick cuts but cleaver residence wally i love this oh my gosh this is classic this is so Um, great unsuccessfully uses the sink as a fountain and sprays water like on the counter sprays water everywhere on the window like everywhere yeah i love how he uses the like little curtain to like wipe the window yeah and while this is going on ward goes out to the garage and there's no dialogue for for this part and he's Mm -hmm. like huh i guess i'll have to empty the grass collector into this basket and i was thinking if the cleavers are composters i am into it (laughs) because he doesn't like empty it into a waste bin. Right. It's like a basket of some sort. So that's cool. So then, um, the beef comes out to ward and says like, Hey, if Wally's MIA, can I do his work for him? Right. And ward's like, nah, yeah, it's like, uh, what does it what does it matter to Ward? I guess Beaver is a little small and maybe a little incapable of doing some of the things that a slightly taller child can do. I guess. Yeah, Um, I don't know. So then he's like, go ask your mom again. So then more kitchen messiness that is delightfully underscored happened. He like opens the fridge to take like everything out of the fridge for, I don't know. To get an ice cube tray. He opens the freezer to take everything out for an ice cube tray. Not closing the door, not putting anything back. He opens like a, a drawer for maybe a spoon. He gets the cabinet for a glass. He gets like under the sink for a bottle of soda or something. 
just a hot mess. What would what would your mother have done had you left a kitchen in that much disarray? Well, see, Mare's a kook, that one. And she would have probably planted her feet after like a little shuffle, put her hands in a fist and then like tipped her head back Snoopy style and been like, (laughs) like there probably would have been. (laughs) There probably would have been an outburst of some kind. That's amazing. Rightfully so. Who leaves a kitchen like that? It's like, oh, it's awful. It's awful. So Um, after he, he successfully gets his soda, the beef like comes in and has the cutest footstep sloshing the, sounds I, because I, of the amount of water that's on I the kitchen floor. I literally wrote in my notes, Beaver walks in, sloshy footstep foley alert. <laughs> sloshy is the word. It is. It oh, is so gosh. the word. Perfect. So uh, the be- uh, June's on the phone mm-hmm. with somebody. Oh, telling somebody the plot of the episode. Yeah. And uh, look too. She has changed her clothes. Okay. Again with this look. Pew, pew, pew. Repeat alert. Season one, episode one, look five. So this is from when she is like gev- giving the beeve his lunchbox okay. out the front door right, right, of right. the very first episode. She is wearing pearls, obviously. Arm candy, earrings, a button-up collar dress that's belted at the waist with a ribboned skirt. I imagined it to be butter yellow Hmm. and I still stand by that choice, which is super interesting because in the last episode you were like, I feel like this outfit is kind of mustard colored. Yeah. So we see June in a lot of yellow, both of us and mustard seasonally made sense. Right. Butter yellow, you would probably not wear in the fall. It's just seasonally not a color that you would wear. I think you're right. Maybe the spring. But Perhaps this is clearly the, the dog days of summer. It clearly is. <laughs> As we've Defying all space and time. <laughs> um, so she's on the phone and the beef comes in to interrupt her in the middle of her phone call. And he's like, uh, hey, can I uh, get some work to do? And she's like, yeah, yeah, go ask your father. Well, no, she's like, I've already finished my work for the day. Go ask your dad. Which is weird because have they eaten dinner? Well, so let's go ahead and assume that the first couple of scenes were Friday evening. Yeah. And that they were going to eat dinner outside. It is now Saturday morning. And that's where all of the uh, lawn yes. work comes into play. I think so. I um, think so too. Because in this uh, in this scene, not that we ever talk about what Ward is wearing, but he's got a little more relaxed. He's got a little on. weekend look going on. Yeah. Uh, I also want to comment about continuity. Hmm. When June Cleaver is on the phone, she's in her second look. And when she gets off the phone, she immediately walks from the living room through the swinging door into the kitchen to discover wally's epic kitchen mess when she is on the phone no apron when she walks through that swinging door apron you've seen the movie peewee's big adventure right yeah do you remember in the beginning after his dream sequence when he wakes up he's in his pajamas and he slides down the pole and he's magically in his little gray suit yes maybe that's what happens with june every time she walks into the kitchen okay because it comes back a couple seconds later. But, I'll, but, oh. but I just wanted oh. to bring it up. Interesting. I know. I know. Very interesting. interesting. I also want to point out that um, when she shoes Beaver outside and barges into the kitchen and suddenly has her apron on, she cleans this kitchen like a pro. She is shutting the fridge door with her butt while mopping in heels and... It's just like things are happening behind her, in front of her, with different body parts. Oh, yeah. She's the best. She's amazing. Love that Um, chick. Meanwhile, in the garage, Ward can't seem to get a rake off of the wall. (laughs) (laughs) He's having the hardest time getting this rake off of the wall. Um, 
And Ward is in. So Beaver's asking him, like, Mom says there's nothing to do. Sure, there's nothing I can do. And Beaver and Ward is like yelling at the Beaver to like go have fun. <laughs> He's like, go oh, yeah, have yeah. fun, or else. Too much. It's, it's pretty funny. Um, so that's when Beaver decides that he's going to go see what somebody else is up to. Introducing Tui. And Tui oh my Brown. God. Oh my God. He is hilarious. These like he, big old glasses. These like big, he's got like, he's a cheek forward face. He has a cheek forward face. Also, boy, the writers of this show love clipping hedges. Oh my God. Yeah. This is the second time that we've seen like major hedge clipping. Yeah. I also wanted to say that, uh, the beef is miraculously much more comfortable around the clippers. This is true. Since the new neighbors moved in. Right. And also when Tui is trimming the hedges, he is in beaver is in much more danger of having his head chopped off. He is so <laughs> close to the edge of these hedge trimmers. It's yes. insane. Um, so Tui is like, trimming the hedges, kind of leveling out the top of these bushes. And his mom is watching him like an eagle, freaking out. Yes, she is in love with those hedges. If I were the parents of these children, I'd be like, just have the money. This is too stressful for me. Exactly. Baseball is good. It'll be good for you. Please. Or Or like work that you can't really break anything doing like take all of these bookcases books out of the bookcase and arrange the books in alphabetical order or take right. all these books off the bookshelf and arrange them according to color, like right. things where you're not going to break the China by like polishing it or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. And also you're not going to make a bigger mess. You're not going to, I don't know. Yeah. Something else because these cut somebody's head off. It's all yard work that they're having them do. And they're like so nervous about everything. Um, So when Beaver comes up and says hi to Tui, Tui looks at him real close. He leans over the hedge. He leans over the hedges and it's like, dude, you got to get some some new prescriptions, prescription lenses and those giant glasses of yours. Well, I was also thinking. You know who he is. He's your friend's little brother. You can hear his voice. He he has shown up at your house. He has likely done this before. Yeah. He's like, oh, hey, Beaver. <laughs> so ridiculous. I also like the way that he says, uh, you're going to, when you're done with these hedges, they're going to look like a roller coaster. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that Beaver is just so cute. So, um, so Beaver asks Tui's mom if she has a job that he can do. And then he says, I'm a nice boy, <laughs> which is like super weird. Yeah. Very, very creepy. And yeah. she's like, oh, no, I've got Tui doing all the work. And he's like, are you sure? I'm a real nice boy. Oh, yeah. He adds like, really? A real? Like, yeah, what yeah. A, what a little creep. You got a job for me to do, Mrs. Brown? I'm a nice boy. I'm sorry, Theodore. I haven't anything today. I'm a very nice boy. No, Theodore, thank you. Just the same. Now be careful of that hedge, Tui. Don't worry about me. So she's like, no, no, no. And then Tui uh, is going into the house for water and his mom is like not thrilled about it. It's the dog Mm -hmm. days of summer. Gotta stay. Like if I were these parents, I'd be like, you stay here. I'll get you water. Yeah. You, You need to hydrate. It is hot out. Or I feel like when I was growing up, my mom would be like, do you want a glass of milk? No, I hate milk. Do you want some water? No. You have to drink something. Can I have orange juice? No, too much sugar. Okay, so what can I have? You can have water. Great, I'll love some water. Like, it's like, (laughs) I know they're trying to waste time, but water is like the best thing that they could be drinking. Yeah. They're not asking for soda. No. Even though that's what uh, Wally ends up with. (laughs) Yeah. That's true. I forgot it's about like that It's like his second choice. Yeah. Uh, so then... Um, oh, hmm? we're back at the cleavers between the kitchen and the garage and the yard, respectively, right. again. June locks Wally outside. Mm-hmm. Clever cleaver. <laughs> and no apron. Interesting. 
Well, she's it's done on. by it's that off. point. It's on. It's off. Maybe. Yeah, you're right. Time has oh. passed. Yeah. Earlier, also, time had not she's, passed. She's back to being a parenting ninja because he's like, Mom, I'm thirsty. And she's like, you're stalling because you're being paid by the hour. Get back right. on the job. Yeah. And, um, and that's when Wally tells Beaver, I'd do anything for an ice cold drink of water. Ding. Light he has bulb. a great idea. He has Hey, one. everyone, listen to our other podcast. I have a great idea, but I'll never do it. <laughs> it's true. Um, so he gets an idea, and he comes out with a bucket of water. And yeah. Wally says, thinks that he's just crazy, and he says, who would buy water? Cut to 2017. I know. <laughs> Look at this. Um, oh, Wally, simpler times. So then Beaver kind of just, like, goes out. For a little stroll. With his wagon and his water. With his wagon and his water. And he runs into two guys digging up the street, working on water pipes. I looked up the guys, and one of them actually went off to do a bunch of stuff. The other one was kind of just like a little bit player. Um, Uh Unfortunately, I don't have anything. I, I forgot to grab any of that information. That's fine. I just wanted to point out the accents of those construction workers. As another clue as to where Mayfield might really be. Uh-huh. Are these guys New Yorkers? Were they you listening to these accents? Way. They had the weirdest accents. Yeah. Um, that also leads me to... Um, so, the, so they tell Beaver that they're working on the water pipes and they're going to be shutting off the water for a few hours. Mm-hmm. And... That's when we see a newspaper. Yes. The heat wave mounts. No relief in sight. This is the Press Herald. It's the Daily Independent. Um, Does it say on the newspaper what day it is? That's what I, I mean, it might, but it's like so hard to see. Yeah, it's probably the Sunday paper then. Saturday? Did they do morning and evening papers every day. I don't know. know. Anyway, some of the other headlines on here are, well, there's just late news flashes. So I guess it's, this is the evening thing. There's a thing that says flash news up in the corner. So I'm wondering if this is just like an emergency newspaper. Publication. Uh, A headline says court seeks adjournment. Municipal court center opened. Something says comment and volunteer committee is selected to help social service group. It's like vague news. <laughs> yeah. The daily I love too, vague. There's like a big block in the middle that's like dark with, uh, instead of it being white and then black letters, it's a black block with white letters that just says comment. Comment. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, I really love that they did that. And I was like, Ooh, search for clues for anything. So, then we go back to the garage and Beaver is filling bottles of water. Mm-hmm. And then he's we taking go, this show on the road. He's taking the show on the road. And then Wally is like turning the hose on to try to drink from the hose. And it's like you it's like the Foley noise of like a hiss. Yeah. And here's where I feel. Which, sad. first of all, wouldn't I, happen. Right. First, I feel bad that the boys maybe now actually are thirsty because before it was just, how can I waste some time and go in the house and like get a drink and I'm being paid by the hour. But if you're going to drink from the hose, first of all, not only is that first where I would go, because that's just fun. It's like (laughs) when little kids are like, I'm a dog and they want to drink water out of a bowl on the ground. It's just fun. They're not like, I would have had water out of the hose to begin with, but it seems like now he really is thirsty. And it makes me feel bad. Okay. Right. So, uh, he caves. Yeah. So Beaver gets Wally to buy some water. It's, it's five cents for a large, two cents for a small, which typically it just seems like a small is one half of a large and two smalls would be four cents. Yeah, unless there's a middle size that we don't know about, like a, a tall, a grande, and a venti. Yeah, right? Yeah, it's, no it's, one asked uh, Beaver about the grande size. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, the um, he just has kind of like this 
little it's almost like one of those miniature like baseball helmets you get at the baseball game with an yeah. uh, Sunday in it. But it's like metal and he like takes a pour out and then that's a, a, a large and then a small. He just like pours some out. <laughs> it's pretty cute. It is cute. Ugh. Right. So uh, Wally agrees to buy a small and was was there anything else about that? I think that he just kind of gets Wally to buy it. I think that the part is that uh, he says, I don't have any money on me. And he's like, I'll trust oh, you. Yeah, he's good for it. Yeah, he's got everybody starting tabs. Yeah, right. So then Beaver goes to sell water to Chester. Oh, I love this scene. And this is so weird. Like, Chester's like, so this implies that Beaver has been there before with his other water. And then Beaver gets there and Chester is just like, this is that same stuff you had before? And he's like, no, it's different. He's like, it's not too sweet, is it? He's like, no, it's not sweet. So he buys some. For a nickel, he gets a a large. Yeah, he gets a large, takes a sip, and he's like, oh, it's water. And he (laughs) demands his nickel back, which I am just going to assume is where the band Nickelback got their name. Yep. I'm just going to go ahead and guess that uh, and just state that as a fact. It's now canon um, and we can accept that all as fact. So then then Chester's dad comes out and says that the water is turned off. So he so then he actually pays Beaver for the water. But this time Beaver goes, now it's six cents. Now it's six cents. Yeah. What a little smart little guy. Yeah, it's six cents now. Uh, Then he goes to Tui's place, which love Tui. Mm, Love him. Love and Tui's like super annoyed and he says, anyone who would pay for water is out of his mind. Give me a small one. <laughs> and yeah. if I remember oh, correctly, what happens he, like, before that though, is he goes, boy, Beaver, you've got some nerve selling water. Yeah. Give me another one. Give me another one. And then after that, anybody who'd pay for water is out of his mind. Yeah. <laughs> Give me a small one. Give me a small. Um, Yeah. Love it. Tui's mom comes out. And at this point, you don't see the hedges, but then Tui's mom comes out and it pulls out and you see the disaster that is mm-hmm. the hedges. Mm-hmm. They look terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, they're all messed up. She is so annoyed. And then she's annoyed because she, uh, the water shut off and she's supposed to be having a tea party for her friends. And Beaver is like, I have water. And she's like, oh, Thank you so much. And Tui goes, he's charging for it. And she goes, I'll serve pop instead. Did she say soda or pop? I think she says soda. Uh, he's charging for it, mom. Yeah, because that would be another clue as to where Mayfield might be if mm-hmm. they use soda or pop. I think they say soda. Okay. Um, so, yeah, he Beaver offers her three buckets. And he goes... He's charging for it, mom, which I love, Mm -hmm. Uh, which is kind of funny because it's like he's on his mom's side and not like his little buddy's side. It's kind of funny. Yeah. So so now we're back in the kitchen. Yes. And June is back in the apron. Back in the apron. Yeah. Ward waltzes in. But that's because she's, wait, is she making sandwiches at this point? No, Ward is making sandwiches. Interesting. I know. It's just a weird apron on, apron off. It's yeah. just a continuity thing. So Ward is telling June what Beaver is up to. Which well, it's like, wait, let's take it back three seconds. Oh, go, go, go. He waltzes in. And the last I knew, didn't June lock the door so that Wally couldn't get in? Well, and now yeah. it's just like unlocked again. He just I guess, waltzes in. I guess she unlocked it. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, time passed. Time passed. So okay. he tells her what Beaver is up to. And I, I mean, it's, I guess Wally told him, um, and he says that Beaver has a monopoly. He's running a black water market. Uh huh. And then she brings up a very interesting tale. Oh, mm-hmm. she says, June reminds me about a cleaver who sold guns to Indians. And then he says, no, that was whiskey. It just got them in the mood to buy guns. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. And then uh, I love, too, where she offers him a coffee. Right. 
And uh, he's like, how are you going to make that? We don't have any water. And she's got this like smooth as hell swagger. Right. When she's like, seeing as I'm his mother, I got a deal. Yeah. So she and got like, a jug for a quarter. Jug. So this entire time, Ward is like going off telling her all this information that she doesn't know. But meanwhile, she knows. She knows. And like the way that she like gets it out of the cabinet and like puts it in front of his face and like turns real slow. Swagger. It's really suave. Love um, that, June. Fierce. So then we get back to Chester's house. Oh, and the weirdest moment. It's super weird. This is this episode is filled with weird beaver lines. So he's pouring water out of a watering can onto Chester. On, to cool onto him his, off. To cool him off. And then he goes, would you like me to pour on your pants, Chester? I won't charge extra. I'd like to pour a little on your pants. <laughs> they say on your weird. pants or in your pants. <laughs> I don't know. My notes just is all caps. And it says, whoa, uber weird pants moment. Huh? Would you like me to pull on your pants, Chester? I won't charge you extra. I'd like to pull on your pants. Like between that and I'm a nice boy, like in the close ups that they have of him. Super weird. Super weird. Uh, so then Wally whistles for Beaver. And that's when I ask, are they like next door neighbors with the Andersons who came to pick them up in the Maybe episode? Maybe they share a backyard. Maybe they live on different streets, but they like are cutting across lawns to, I they don't do know. They do like to cut across lawns. It's super weird. It's just super weird. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I do know that at some point, and it might be like between season one and two, the Cleaver's house changes. Mm. And I think that it was like um, it changed studios or channels or something. So I wonder if like those they're still going to have the same like neighbors and that kind of stuff. Anyway, um, so that happens with Wally whistles for Beaver. And then you see Wally chugging a jug of water Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. Beaver's like five cents. Six cents, seven cents. And Wally's like, aren't you going a little fast? And he says, that's the way they do it at the gas station. I know. This kid. He is on fire. Brilliant. (sighs) Beaver and Fuego. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So then we go inside to the living room where Ward is on the phone with Tui's mom. Mrs. Brown. Mrs. Brown. Oh, my goodness. So she's rattling off her crazy thoughts about what Beaver's up to and says, it's things like this that lead to juvenile delinquency and communism. Communism. Oh, yeah. So here's what I put in my notes. Mrs. Brown has to be a closeted commie. It's like (laughs) weird reverse psychology because you know how sometimes like – as depicted in film and television, like the super homophobic guy who's being like, that guy must be gay Mm -hmm. is like actually the closeted person himself. But he feels like if he points it out to everybody else that they won't suspect him of being that, that is exactly how I feel about Mrs. Brown. She has to be a a closeted communist. it, It really makes you wonder. I would, I would love to know more about Mrs. Brown. I'd love to know more about who she's having over at this tea party, what they're going to be talking about. Yes. Um, yeah, because what I said in my notes, where did it go? Um, oh, yeah. Right after that, I just said, um, this is pure American capitalism. That's what yeah. doing. Like, it is the least communist thing ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so then uh, Ward says, like, I really don't feel in this case, Mrs. Brown, that yeah. democracy is in any danger. Yeah. Like, I, I'm glad that Ward is actually kind of like standing up for mm-hmm. what's going on, because like, mm-hmm. seriously, it's it's total. It's good, clean fun. And it's kids. the kids are working for what they want. Yeah. Yeah. So Ward walks into the kitchen and Beaver is screaming, squeezing lemons into a bucket. 
And uh, innovation. Innovation. He's trying he, to increase his profits by offering a a more appealing product. Yeah, he says, uh, I figure I can charge more for lemonade. Yeah. Um, I think I charge more if I tell him it's lemonade. I oh, think maybe. Is yeah. yeah, something like that. Um, so then he gets a pep talk wait, from dear before, old dad. Before that, I want to I switch over to real life for a second. Okay. Uh, for anybody who doesn't know myself or Louise, uh, we met... When we were in uh, college, our very first day of our very first year of college, we met mm-hmm. and we became best friends. And we were out to dinner one time and Louise was had like a water with a lemon in it and was putting a sh- like sugar from a sugar packet into it. And she was a like, sweet, I'm and make- low. sweet and low, whatever. And you were like, oh, yeah, it's lemonade (laughs) just making lemonade with what they've given me for free yep (laughs) i didn't know how cool i was you didn't right you you maybe have seen some leave it to beaver and were inspired i hadn't i can assure you but (laughs) but Um, kindred spirits so Ward tells Beaver, he's like, you don't charge your friends for stuff. And then Beaver is like, well, aren't you friends with such and such from the grocery store? And he's like, well, yeah. And he's like, well, how come he doesn't give you stuff for free? Sound logic from the yeah. Beave. Yeah. He says, aren't you friends with the grocer? And he's yeah. like, yeah, we went to school together. Yeah. Can't argue with solid. It's such solid, solid logic. I love yeah, it. Yeah, he's like, uh, oh, well, the grocer's different. He's a businessman. And the beef's like, so am I, Dad. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, also, then we- sharing with your friends and neighbors communism. is communism. That's what I, I have that written down a little bit later. Yeah, it's communism. So Seems then, shoddy. <laughs> I know. Nobody knows what communism is. So then um, we go into the garage and the older boys are counting all of their earnings. Oh, wait, wait, wait. There's losses. one second. One What's second. That? He goes, someday, Ward says to, to mm. the beef, when you grow up, you'll understand what I mean by not exploiting your friends. And the beef, cutest, 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 says, yeah, when I grow up, I figure I'll know a lot of things. <laughs> He's so cute. Oh, man. Okay, so the boys are in the right. garage. Counting their earnings slash losses uh, because of all the water that they bought from Beaver. And they're super annoyed at Beaver for charging them and don't want him on the team because of it. Yeah. And Beaver mentions, Beaver gets like really sad and I forget how it comes up, but he mentions that there won't be any electricity that night. I forget how that comes up. Yeah, I don't remember how it comes up either, but the yeah. boys are... Uh... Yeah, he's like, oh, they're, the electricity is going to be turned off. And then that's when they get the idea... Oh, he found out because the, the water guys said that they messed something up and they it got into the electrical lines and they need to turn it off. And it's like, none of that stuff is close to each other. <laughs> Um, so they need to shut the electricity off. Or if you got, if you broke something, the electricity would already be off. Like if you, yeah, if it was damaged, you're not turning it off. I mean, I guess you're turning it off to fix it, but also it's already off. I know that was kind of weird. So they, he mentions that and then they come up with the idea to, uh, sell candles to everybody in the neighborhood and then they could buy them like at you know pretty cheap, but then sell them at a higher cost because there's a more of a demand. And um they but then they're just like, well, we can't afford it. And then Beaver gives his money to fund that. The selfless beave. The selfless beave. The selfless communist beave. Yeah. So um War, and, then we, and also the part that strikes me is that all the dudes are like, or all the boys are like, uh, man, we're like so mad at you. You, we don't even want you on the team. And then he's like, I'll give you all my money because if you don't want me on the team, what good is the yeah. money for the uniform? And I'm like, what right. good is the money for anything else you want to buy? First of all, second of all, they don't say like, oh, beef, like that's so nice of you. They're like, now we have the money. Let's go buy the candles. Right. Yeah. Um, we find the out j- how things turn out again like, a little bit, but uh, 
we go back to the living room and Ward is telling June about what the beaver did. And of course she already knows somehow, which is a fun little look. Oh, third look. Wait a second. Third look. Yep. Her evening wear. Okay. Evening wear, I guess. It's a collared top, a belted circle skirt, heels, earrings, arm candy, and pearls. But, uh, it is not a repeat of any other episode. Really? It is an original Very interesting. Outfit. Very interesting. Very mm-hmm. cool. I like it. So, um, yeah, Ward tells June she already knows. I like that little thread that goes on in this episode. And then Ward says something really, really weird. Did you pick up on this? Did he, he say goes, sharp, sharp operators? He goes... Um, sometimes I wish I stayed single and raised silver foxes. Silver foxes. Oh, I did get that. What? But he called the boys sharp operators for selling the candles at double the price, but nothing about like how smart and clever the beeve was. Right. But yeah, sometimes I wish I'd stayed single. I did write that down in my notes. And raised silver foxes. So weird. Um, Yes. Yeah, so then the electricity goes off and they have their candles and they're all like giggly and cozy. And uh, then it's the next morning, which I'm assuming is, I'm assuming it's the next morning. It can't be the next morning because they have their uniforms. It has to be like a week later, maybe. Time has passed. Time has passed. A car pulls up to the house with easily a hundred kids in it. <laughs> I think I counted. There may have only been seven, but the whole team. 700 kids in it. <laughs> and they're all like screaming like, Wally, Beaver, come on, Wally, let's go, let's go. And like Wally comes out with his little baseball bat and he's in his uniform and he hops into the car and then Beaver like skedaddles out and he's like, wait for me, wait for me. And he's carrying like a big bucket of water. He's the water boy. He's the water boy. And it's really and the cute. whole team fits in there. No seatbelts. Oh, God, no. Yeah, all bench seating. Just pile as many kids as you can in there. Mm-hmm. Um, I tried to even look if one of those kids would have been Eddie. I couldn't make any because of them out. Because the one who's like hanging out of the door, who's like hanging out being, you know, come on, come on. Right. That one's Tui. That was Tui, yeah. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Love Tui. Um, so that's this episode. Before we get to, I mean, well, we, we said it earlier. Love this episode. Love it. Love uh, it. Can I read a, um, a review that I found on IMDb for this episode? Yes. Uh, okay. A so new this, segment. This was written on June 19th of this year. Uh, somebody named, a uh, username Lore in New York, New York. And uh, before I read this to any of our listeners out there. Some of the language in this is a little blue. So just keep that in mind. Um, I will skip over. I don't think there are any words in particular that are, uh, alarming, but it's a little, it's a little off. All right. (laughs) You've all been warned. Here we go. The tip-off to understanding this segment of the popular family show is when a neighbor objects to Beaver's thriving business of selling water to everyone while the neighborhood's pipes are being fixed, complaining to Daddy Hugh Beaumont on the phone that such activity could lead to communism. Of course, quite the opposite, as the show's theme making light of uh, know-it-all father-know-best Hugh having his sons work in order to get money to buy baseball uniforms comically backfires. On one level, the reducto ad absurdum approach here to teach a simple lesson, and its converse, does reveal the sordid facts of our society's reverence for laissez-faire capitalism, currently on the upswing with the creeps like Munchen, Tillerson, Pruitt, and Bannon running the nation into the ground. You don't have to be named Rand Paul or wonk it up mindlessly like Paul, supply-side Ryan, to realize how far out our national pendulum has swung recently. But the beaver instinctively misinterprets his daddy's constructive message and cottons to the extremist point of view. The happy ending of sharing has little impact after nearly half hour of greed is good action. 
Um, this next part, um, this is me talking to this guy is about, because he's watching this on me TV and I guess there's another episode that he's referencing here and I'm just going to read it because it gives you a better insight into this guy's mind. Um, okay, here we go. Watching this segment and the sex crazy one featuring guest star Phyllis Coates in quick succession via MeTV convinces me that there is plenty of master thesis material out there waiting to be mined in reassessing the unsubtle of subtext of these supposedly innocent 50s family TV series. On to my childhood favorite next, Yancey Derringer and its clear Southern fried white supremacy message. And as a kid, I thought X brands was the hero, not that wonderful Sally field father figure. So yeah. I, 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 do you want to hear more? Can I, can I give you a I, I, I times a thousand? Yes. There's this, there's a little button that you can click that says read more reviews from this user. Uh, I'm just going to read you the titles of the of the things that this person has reviewed and okay they are as follows whatever it takes playgirl surrender to lust my first girlfriend captain mongo's porno playhouse my friend's hot mom 23 blue angels the second coming blue angel playgirl hitting the g-spot Oh, hold on one second. Um, Sweet Little Pervert and Let's Play Doctor 2. And that's only page one of 578 reviews. Oh, my God. Yeah. What? <laughs> hold on one second. Aye, aye, aye. Aye, 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 right? That's... I, I, I just, I feel... Violated? I, yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, I just had to read that. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. <laughs> I, I like that you did. A new, a new segment is always exciting, and I'm glad that we were curious about it. I'm hoping that in future episodes, we have some more family-friendly reviewers. That's all well, I'm saying. But that's like the one that is on IMDb. I didn't even see if there were any others. That was like the right. highlighted one. Maybe it's because it was the most recent. Um, yeah, probably. I just, I'm just fascinated by the kind of person who would like seek out a specific episode on IMDb to write something like that. Yeah. On IMDb and, and not like something. I don't know. Um, but anyway, I loved this episode. I, I did too. I mean... I'm no psychologist. I'm no political scientist. Uh, all I know is that the beaver killed it in this episode. He did all of the right things, mm-hmm. which I can't say is an always thing. And um, I, I commend him for it. Big ups. I, I also was very, very pumped about this episode because June was back on fire. Because in Brotherly Love, I was like, what is happening to our parenting ninja, fierce shade throwing? Yeah, June was doing great. She was back at it in this episode. I loved that. She was killing it. Ward was not being a model dad. You know, he had the good idea of having them work for, you know, the money. He had the good sense to not yell at Wally for throwing the baseball against the house. But that's it. Those were his to wins. To beat him, which has like been something that's been mentioned in previous episodes. He wasn't like, if you throw that ball at the house one more time, I'll yeah. beat the tar out of you. Yeah, no mentions of any child beatings. Um, and another thing I love about this episode is that there is a mysterious dog. <laughs> yeah. Um, There's a lot of mysteriousness. Where was Eddie? Where like, was Eddie? I- what I, I time of like, year is it? See, Where is Mayfield? I, my feeling is that, well, we know it's summer. The dog oh, days yeah, of summer. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's um, right. My feeling is that Eddie also wouldn't be playing on the team, but he would be managing the team. Yeah. He's so that, that kind of So he could be closer guy. to the stands. Yeah. He's a deal maker. Yep. <laughs> but. Do you that, know how many G gollies you'd give it? I know exactly how many G guys I give it to you. Yeah. What you got? Five out of five. Five out of five. Solid. This is a, this is a perfect episode. Mm-hmm. 
This is our first perfect episode. I gave five out of five for brotherly love. For brotherly love, I did not, though. You did not. That's right. Right. So this is our first, like, across the board perfect episode. Love it. Yeah. Uh, I I feel enriched by this episode. I learned a lot about... Yeah. The, the other characters and relationships. The neighborhood is opening itself up to us. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, that's what I got for this episode. Any other thoughts? I got no other thoughts. Everyone go to louisatobeaver.com and check out screen grabs from this episode. Uh, if you are checking this episode out on like the Apple podcast app or anything like that, you might see in the description that there are random phrases. Those line up with the screen grabs that you'll see on louisatobeaver.com or some uh, like other uh, platforms. The, the podcast app Overwatch, Overcast Um has them embedded on there so you'll be able to see them there but if something looks weird about that that's just because they they belong to those images love it so that's what's up yeah and now without further ado when you were a boy you formed attachments for all sorts of things a pet or a new and exciting toy but somewhere along the line something very special happened to you you got your first schoolboy crush And that's our story next time on Louisa to Beaver. 